Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Right. Welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith Parrish here once again with my buddies through the miracle of computer phone for season nine, episode three. We're basically the longest running podcast, period. Period. No, Ever. Basketball podcast. That that hardcore history Continue. guy's been going for forever. We are the longest continuously running breakfast themed basketball podcast. We honestly might be the longest continuously running breakfast. Uh, no, the longest continuously running basketball podcast that hasn't changed its name. Right. How about that? Bill Simmons. Yeah. Take no that. longer the BS report. Take that. Uh, no basketball dunks, Jones. Basketball Jones. Anyways, I'm here once again with my buddies through the miracle of computer phone. The voice you hear right there. That was Chuck Anderson. Hey, Joe now. Rogan. Keith also here Simmons. with John Burke. <laughs> that makes me the world's saddest, fattest Adam Carolla. That's you. When do I? When do I go right wing and start making that money? Yeah, any any moment now. We're waiting. Not far. Not far Most from people it. quit podcasting when they don't make money. Not us. Mm-hmm. No, we just no. keep going. I uh, do it. Keep I do slamming it. into a brick wall, despite being told no over and over and over. I do this <laughs> job for the like any podcaster for the frustration that's, <laughs> that's right. what i i need that's right. to be frustrated in we life have, and that's what this we've uh, applied me. many times for better positions and no after carefully reviewing <laughs> our portfolio uh just not we're not the right fit at the right time no but, uh, <laughs> but yet we press on um breakfast gentlemen what uh, what breakfasts have we had john your initial interaction on this show when you said you were the saddest i would put the energy level at, at less than one on a yeah. scale of 10. it so was i'm powering through what what you game what'd you have for breakfast an assortment of fruits i'm into mm. plums i finally learned what makes a good plum it's taken me about two months uh to just dis- discover that you want the firm plums you don't want the mushy plums it's not an avocado, mm. John. Stop eating the mushy plums. 
Yep. Throw those in the garbage. Uh, I like a nice firm plum. There's different kinds of plums. Apricot plums are our new favorites, which I think have a special name, but I'm not going to say it because it sounds like a lady part. I've never but, heard uh, of an apricot plum. They're good. Yeah. Uh, or an apricot plum, depending on more, where you're from. A little, little more tart. But uh, plum, I think, is uh, top tier fruit now for me. Uh, Whoa. Just above uh, ra- raspberries. Oh, oh. okay. Solid. But, uh, below cherries. I'm still cherries all the way. Is there a way to get raspberries that from a grocery store that will last more than 20 to 22 hours? No, here's the deal. When you buy raspberries, you're creating yeah. a loophole in time where you uh-huh. will forget that the raspberries exist no matter how important that raspberry is to you at that moment. You will forget the raspberries exist until they turn to mush. You're yeah, supposed like, to eat them on the way home. From Is that what it like is? The the way, you're supposed to go to a farmer's market probably and eat them on the way home? Car car fruit is uh, an important all you know, berry all upgrade. berries have small corpuscles of flavor. Those are my favorite. Corpuscles. The, I like the ones the raspberries also hit 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 this mark where like yeah, you can see when they're falling apart and you know they're gonna be totally mushy, but before they hit that point, they still look normal, but they're actually incredibly mushy to the touch. So you're like, oh, there's one. oh no, and it just collapses under your fingers and it's just this it's gross red paste. <laughs> not even not even right for a smoothie. Uh, Can't smooth it out. Raspberries. If I ever finish uh the container, it would be the first time with like without yeah. because they're always like, oh my God, these these guys turn fast. Uh can't, can't <laughs> finish bas- that. <laughs> a thing of raspberries is basically a time machine to whenever they've gone bad. Right. <laughs> fast yeah. forward you a bad time. time and you need to get through the next few days, go buy some raspberries, blackberries. Yeah. You're good. Hold your way through. Can you guys uh, pick out strawberries? Because I'm basically, I've gotten amazing at it. I'm basically, well, can you give me some pointers? Because I'm basically, I'm not, I'm about to go through divorce proceedings over my ability, inability <laughs> to pick out strawberries. So, I'm not even allowed to buy them anymore. So first of all, they all look when the I, same. When I was a kid, strawberry was like the most decadent treat ever. We didn't have strawberries. I don't know if it was a, we didn't have the money to buy strawberries. Were strawberries not at the grocery store back in the eighties? <laughs> I don't know what you're it like, was. But you're, like, uh, you're like the, <laughs> the small child in the post-apocalyptic future that every uh, sci-fi movie has where it's like they re- they unveil the, what you think is going to be gold and it's just strawberry. Yeah, it's one <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> no. So, but nowadays, fast forward to my adulthood, my having my children, we buy so many strawberries, constant strawberries. All day. Like, like every single time we go to the store, we're getting strawberries because that's like our kids, that's what they're going to eat. And I guess it's good for them. I don't know. Um, but... Sure. I have gotten amazing at it. I don't know, John. You just you, you pick up the little plastic container. You look at the bottom. Look at the bottom. And of course. Well, the bottom is where is, is where all the moldy, mushy things. You look right. at the bottom and you just try to see like, all right, um, the, these guys have very similar to a raspberry. These guys on the bottom have maybe 12 hours left in them. So you buy that one. And then, and then here's the thing. You eat the bottom ones first. You dig down, Boom. get those bottom berries out. Okay. Because the, the ones on top always like they look fine. But yeah, it's if you're not careful, those ones on the bottom, or, or you might have a hidden moldy mush at the bottom if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah, you, you pick up that little p- plastic pack, look at the bottom, and, and assess what you're working with. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot. Seems today. foolproof. It's worked for me. I guess. Also, that seemed really apparently obvious to me, much like um, when I was shopping for eggs, and my wife, who you know doesn't have much confidence in me to do anything, um, she was like, "Do you know how to shop for eggs?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, well, you check and see if they're not broken. 
I'm like, yeah, I knew that much. I thought there was like, I thought I had to like handle her. Clearly, you open up and make sure they're not busted. Eggs for the rest of the eggs. Yeah, I'm I'm doing the avocado press. I'm like, oh, I broke this one. I'm uh, Uh yeah, pressing the thumb down. Um, Chuck, (laughs) what what was your breakfast? Uh, I woke up like five minutes ago, so I didn't get breakfast. But the other day, I had some prosciutto and Mm. I fried it like bacon. Uh, is that allowed? Can I get a Tony Soprano pronunciation of that, please? Uh, prosciutto. Prosciutto. Some gabagool. You're. Are you allowed to? So it was just the thing we did for breakfast. Wow. So I, I, it was there. I was like, let's fry this thing up. Let's Where are we like. in your vegan life cycle right now? What is happening? Well, we're at the top of the circle. We're having gone okay. back down into it. Well, I hosted. I, if you could tell, I hosted a Halloween party the other oh, night, is and that there's what we're calling it? that's all sorts of uh, euphemism. Dec- but all right, there's decorations behind me. Uh, there's some, you know, gauze that looks like Any blood. Sexy on, costumes, uh, eyes wide shut, uh, masks. Couple. There was a sexy hamburger. A Ooh. sexy hamburger that was yeah. Um, was it a hamburger uh, or a hamburger? Burglar. Burglar. I, I can go proper... hamburger very easy if, if I don't play my cards right. Yeah, Strat. There was uh, two, yeah, two uh, poison ivies. It was great. It was a great party, but we made it. We call cheap... that poison's ivy. Poison's ivy. Um, Jaden poison's ivy. And then we had uh, a cheese head. By the... that... I'm sorry, Chuck. I got to stop you. I got to write that down. I like I love Jaden Poison Ivy. I'm sorry. Jaden Poison Ivy. There, we, there, uh, my girlfriend made a cheese head. That looked like a face with eyeballs, and then we covered it with uh, prosciutto, so it looked like a flayed is, skin. Is oh, that Mac, horrifying! Is that Mac? Is that Mac Knight? Um, was that what was it? Horrifying McDonald's Moon Man? Oh, oh yes, yeah. Mac Knight. <laughs> um, but when I when we hosted the party, I put this movie on. We we wanted to play a like a scary movie that was weird in the background, so I played a movie called Evil Tunes. Have you ever heard of it? No, so no. Dave, David Carradine is in it. Oh, um, nice. The first scene of the movie, David Carradine uh, is in, you know, possessed by a demon in a book that looks like a butthole. And then he takes the book that looks like a butthole to a basement. In the basement is a noose. He walks up to the noose and puts it around his head and hangs himself in the first yeah. scene of this movie and i don't know why i've never heard of it considering that's how david carradine died no david carradine died doing that uh while masturbating oh yes there was also well it, in that in the movie you only saw from the bottom up so you okay, don't know exactly the, bu- what the book bottom or the actual bottom gotta have the, a lemon gotta have the, a lemon, there's a lemon. <laughs> but Wake it's an ins- it was an incredible movie that uh, is borderline porn. It's one of those '80s movies that, like, it good for the just, party. It was for the party. I wanted to have just some boobs in the background. So there is a uh, that's a genre, the butthole demon book. That's a genre of horror movie. Is it the death yeah, hold, the dark hold? If, if pretty much everything. Well, dark hold. That's that's a good name for a butthole demon book, honestly. <laughs> um, but uh, I think it starts with the Evil Dead movies, and then there, yeah. that was kind of a thing for a while. And I think that's a mark of quality. We should if, watch. If the prop department has gone to the trouble to make a, a big... demon a demon butthole book. <laughs> I'm surprised. Probably pretty good. I'm surprised, Chuck. You just found a movie that John had never heard of, which is true. yeah. What's and going a, on? Here? An amazing ac- yes. a- accomplishment. Um, I'm so proud of myself. With, so with a, with an actor in it, with a scene right, that is with, under- a, with, a, with a known name yep. actor. Yeah, there's right. ephemera in there too. My <laughs> breakfast. And we're recording on Sunday. We don't normally record on Sunday, so that means my donuts are not 
days old. They're fresh. I got them today. We got them today. Oh, yeah. from, uh, I had the, brown, the salted brown butter uh, from East Park Donuts. Also, there seemed to be a fire uh, next door to the East Park. And there Not were Greco. like 14 fire trucks. So this. Oh, no. This which where salt, which side salted brown butter? It was some. It wasn't like a a restaurant. I don't know what it okay. was. It wasn't, Ooh, but it was like a fair restaurant is next to East Park. This salted brown butter maybe had a, had a like a little tinge of smoky after after flavor. So uh, it was a nice nice little Incredible. extra depth of flavor there. Anyways, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfasts, we move on to our breakfast in bed. Apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong in any previous episode i have a bevy of apologies um i'll start with this um on the episode with ben golliver where we were talking about you know which nba player has the most juice or the least juice to get a sibling to be added to his team like like Lamelo ball got leangelo a contract evan mobley got his brother isaiah mobley a contract lots of people reached out to say the correct oh, answer yeah. to this that you guys omitted is Chris Smith, <laughs> brother Smith, of J.R. Smith, got yeah. a spot on the opening night roster when he was on the Knicks. Chris Smith had no business being on the opening night roster. Um, so the answer to that question was uh, J.R. Smith. Um, I'll Wait, come back to some other apologies. What, what about Zoran Dragic? Zoran Dragic is another pretty good one. Yeah. Um, for he Goran got traded. Dragic. But Goran was like almost semi-all-star at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's right. that's right. Yeah, Zor- Zoran got his a, way into the league. Goran had an All NBA team, I think, uh, maybe second I mean, or third. I mean, Mo Wagner got his younger brother Franz in the league. What, yeah. kind, of, <laughs> what kind of clout is that? Um, no, uh, John, what do you what do you, what do you got to make right from uh, episodes past? So last week, my Eastern Conference uh, tabulations enumerations involved three teams tied at fifty five wins and four teams tied with forty eight wins. Okay. I don't. I didn't keep track of your numbers. I I That's did. People people asked us to record Chuck's numbers to see if they added up to the right number, but uh, Chuck unfortunately only said numbers every now and then. It's not. <laughs> by the way, it's not Chuck's job to say numbers. His job is to say over under, and that's all. That's it. So it's not. Yeah. That's not his job. So you know, right? No it problem. shouldn't be my job either because I'm pretty sure we're not going to have seven way ties for first and second <laughs> in the conference so uh um, no I, I don't think there's anything wrong let's with just that, focus John. on the overs and unders and less on the numbers there folks i don't I, know what i when doing my tabulations i did a lot of throw my hands up in the air and all like all you all you folks 52 wins yes yeah. like i don't i don't know all you folks uh not there this tier let's yeah your tier you're the 34 win tier sorry it's very clear that when i think you're an elite team but i don't know if you're gonna try that hard all throughout the regular season, I'm going to slap a 55 on you. Yeah. Gotcha. Even more abundantly clear that uh, if you're either a team on the rise and or the Toronto Raptors, you get 48 wins. Yes. <laughs> I think that's a good, good methodology. I sure. think Do you my have apology yeah. is if you did add up my numbers, it uh, totaled every 400 wins over the media everybody the that's not true chuck you were hammering the unders which is I the was smart play a lot of, statistically a lot of the unders. smart play john tells us what unders hit 57 percent of the time 57 percent is an unders yeah. yeah i we did a lot of unders we did we did well last week I, i'm excited for this week's over under yeah I, feel, I like i feel very uh like i didn't take the tank in enough in the east but don't worry folks 
It's the West. That's what the, that's what the West is for. So yeah, we, got, we got, got our Western there. Conference over-unders coming up in a little bit. A couple of things I need to make right that were um, errors from the previous show. Uh, Chuck, I told you that Garrison Matthews was hurt. Yeah. He's not. He's fine. Thankfully. He's on the Rockets, which I, hurts. I, he, oh, good which job, is, Chuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think I did the thing where I once again confused Garrison Matthews and Dylan Windler. Oh. Both white guys from Middle Tennessee. Uh-huh. Middle Tennessee connections. Dylan Windler is, in fact, constantly hurt. Has never yeah. not been hurt. Um, yep. But, yeah, so Garrison Matthews from Franklin, Tennessee, uh, played at Lipscomb. Lipscomb. Dylan Windler played at Belmont, which are um, colleges like a half a mile away from where Fast right. Breakfast is recorded, uh, the yes. Baby Dungeon. I, I uh-huh. lived squarely in between those two universities. So that was my mistake. Also last week, you know, the show ran long, and we had, a, we had this limited time frame. And we ran out of time for the awards ceremony uh-huh. of the program. And so since this is another probably longer episode, we got to get the whole Western Conference in. I'm going to go ahead and we're breaking format a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and do the awards segment of the program right now. This is the International Stack House of Pancakes. Uh, we're going we're gonna to double up. We're going to do two weeks of, uh, it's, not, it's not exact weeks, but we're going we're gonna to do two awards. We're going to call it first half of the preseason, second half of the preseason and by the way we have a a lengthy list of honorable mentions we have rj <laughs> nimhard 0 for 7 marcus Ooh. garrett 1 for 8 spencer dimity um. 1 for 8 anthony edwards 2 for 12 kelly Oubre 3 for 14 dyson daniels 3 for 14 dyson daniels had five steals in that game though that's pretty cool uh, emmanuel quickly 4 for 18 Giannis 6 for 21 and donovan mitchell 8 for 26 those are just honorable mentions over wow. uh, basically the last two weeks I like that eight for 26. That's beautiful. I like that. That's Kobe stuff. So this is the, let's call this October. Let's see. October Halloween one, four through 11. I believe this is Uh, four through 11. (laughs) We have four nominees. James Booknight, who might have a huge role on the Hornets because LaMelo balls hurt. Uh, James Booknight was 0 for eight with one point. Also had Eight rebounds, two steals, one block. Josh Jackson. This this line is incredible. Buckle up. Josh Jackson, who was just waved by the Raptors. Josh Jackson was one for nine, two points, one rebound, and nothing else. In eight minutes. In eight wow. minutes, he managed to go one for nine, which is incredible. Uh, Dacia Nix, which I still don't know how to say his name, on the Rockets. Uh, one, one for ten. Five points, three rebounds, and then Cole Anthony, our boy Cole Anthony, one for 11, six points, one assist, two steals, three turnovers. So we got Book Knight, 0 for 8, one point. Josh Jackson, one for 9, two points. Dacia Nix, one for 10, five points. And Cole Anthony, one for 11, six points. Mm. Is it just Cole? Cole with the bigger number, one for 11? Yeah, for as much as I love Josh Jackson and his rolling loud antics, I think it doesn't affect the box score here. So there we go. I like it. I know uh, that we're not supposed to look outside the box score, but I took in that Cole Anthony game and immediately tried to trade him to every team in my league. In my fantasy <laughs> league, I I ended up with a bunch of centers early, and I was like, oh, you know what? I think my field goal percentage is safe. I need to find myself some Cole Anthony because uh-huh. that guy does stuff. It's just the shooting Mark, percentages are terrible. If only we were in the same league. We um, could make a deal. All right, so congratulations, Cole Anthony, on a preseason International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award. Now for the final four days of preseason, um, we had... Some of your regulars playing a little bit more minutes. Some of mm. your traditional guys uh, started showing up. So our nominees over the last 
four days. Dylan Brooks. And now regular season form was two for 13, six points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals, zero turnovers, two personal fouls. Harrison Barnes was one for 10, three points, six rebounds, one assist, two turnovers, two personal fouls. He was plus 25, which is pretty awesome. Uh, more on that, actually, in my stake and inks. And then Trey Young in peak playoff form was three for 17 with 14 points, six assists, two rebounds, two seals, six turnovers, and two personal fouls. So we have Dylan Brooks, two for 13, six points, five rebounds. Harrison Barnes, one for 10, three points, six rebounds. Trey Young, three for 17, 14 points, and six turnovers. Wow. Whoa. These are tremendous. That's actually pretty hard. I think I think we're th- we throw Harrison Barnes out. I think it's Dylan yep. or, or Trey. I will say the higher. I think it's Dylan. A three for 17 is technically also more rare than a yes. two for 13. Very true. But let's look at the other stats. Yeah, six assists for Trey. Both guys had two steals, six turnovers. I'm gonna go Trey. Seventeen field goal attempts and six turnovers. That's gross. Um, I'll I'll vote for Trey. The turnovers is pretty compelling because that means yeah. like you didn't even do the thing that Trey Young can do, where it's like, okay, I I'm missing all my shots, so I'll, at least I'll just distribute the ball. Excellently. I think he thought he was playing the Miami Heat. He might have been playing them. Actually, hey, I, I, have, I have no idea who he was playing uh, in this matchup. I'm, as much I, as my it notes pains me not to give it to Dylan, we'll give it to Trey. All right, that's yeah, two out of three. Trey's Chuck, you want to make it unanimous? Yeah. All right. Trey, there's something going on there. All right, so congratulations, Can Trey Can you start Young. even in preseason games when Dylan has a game like that, doing your uh, retweeting yourself uh, for the, I don't know how Dylan comes back from this. Man, I'm, <laughs> yeah. An all-time classic FBBF tweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, Congratulations, Trey Young. Also, congratulations, Cole Anthony, on winning this week's, the last two weeks, preseason International Stackhouse of Pancakes. Of course, the regular season tips off on Tuesday, and it becomes official. It gets engraved in the wall of shame. It's uh, right beside the, the main sewer museum. pipe in my basement. There's just a just iron right Next plaque. to the lethal lotto from last year. <laughs> no, no we, we buried that in the Chuck's backyard. Chuck's turkey bacon conspiracy, conspiracy. theories. Yeah. Uh, text yeah. from a scorned Heat fan. Oh, yeah. man. The graveyard of fast break breakfast segments. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, uh, before we get to our steak and eggs best thing, I want to tell you guys in the Memphis area that you need to not miss... Grammy Award winner and 15-time American Music Award winner, Reba McIntyre. Reba is returning to FedEx Forum with her Reba Live in Concert Tour on Thursday, November 17th with special guest Terry Clark. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or at the FedEx Forum box office. Also, don't miss the WWE SmackDown. WWE Friday Night SmackDown, John. It's coming to the FedEx Forum on Friday January 6th. That was a targeted, January yeah. 6th WWE SmackDown. That was a targeted ad read for me. Gonna Reba be McIntyre incredible. Uh, catch your favorite SmackDown superstars live, including Drew McIntyre, The New Day, Liv Morgan, Sheamus, and many more. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or the FedEx Forum box office. All right, steak and eggs, best thing your best thing from the last week john what's your steak and eggs best thing so this is looking way forward and might be absurd 
But I am excited that I feel like the sixth man of the year race this year is actually going to be made up of impactful players that matter and like could be, you know, guys that really turn around or not turn around, but really impact the success of their team as opposed to like, I feel like we've been lost in the sauce for decades on six man of the year award. And I feel like this kind of like Christian Wood and Jordan Poole type scenario we have this year will be a, a fun thing to actually talk about and consider. So I don't know. Return of the six man is my, my you think egg. you think our, our Jordan Poole, by the way, congratulations being rich. No kidding. We'll um, get back and, more and him Christian later. Wood, they seem more impactful to you than like previous six man award winners because they do fit a certain genre of I, I get buckets off the bench, which has been the go to. I mean, that 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 I think that has stayed intact. But yes, both those guys like are, are more meaningful to me than than the Jordan Clarkson, Jamal Crawford uh, type of six man. They're of like the, year. the they're like those guys on steroids, possibly. Yeah. Um, how are like, they going to compete with, with Chuck's Tyler Hero? I mean, Tyler Hero, is he still coming off the bench, Chuck? No, I think he starts this He's year. Gonna start for real. But, but even if, Tyler Hero. Yeah. I mean, that to me, like. These are guys who like you rely you that will need to depend on in the playoffs, et cetera, yeah. instead of guys that just yeah. disappear come playoff time. Where so. does Conchar fit on this hierarchy? Ooh. <laughs> them long odds. I know Man. there's long odds probably for uh Victor Oladipo to get six man of the year, but he's gonna be playing that Tyler Hero role this year, I feel like. Running well, the second you nullify unit. my argument. Good day, yeah. sir. So, but that's a guy that you know, if he if he's healthy and he's back to uh, semblance of what he was uh, in Indiana, then you could see a guy like him. So I'm looking at I'm looking at these sixth man of the year odds right now. The favorite is Jordan Poole. Uh, Second is Tyler Hero. Next is Christian Wood. All all mentioned. The next ones you could have given me a lot of guesses. I wouldn't have gotten there. Um, Malcolm Brogdon. All right, I can see that. That Okay, dogger. dogger. Um, Then Norm Powell. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't bet that because that's not going to win. Bones Highland, no. Um, no. Anthony Simons, uh, okay. Is he then, six? Man? He's, he's, he's starting. He's not starting. Bones Highland, no. no. Anthony Simons. Simons. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I honestly, I don't know who starts for the. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Trope. I know Josh Hart does, and I know Damon Loder does, and I know Nurkic okay. does. I guess Jeremy Grant. I don't. Yeah, the fifth one. Yeah, yeah maybe so. Although yeah. Cam Johnson's on here, he's starting. Um, no, no. Kelly Oubre is like eleventh on here. Kelly Oubre? He's starting. I think he might be starting, too. Um, uh, Look, they're look, just trying to entice money uh, from Reggie our... Jackson's on here. He, yeah, he was named starting point guard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to help you guys. Don't go for any of these. Oh, plus 4,000 Melton? Yeah, all right. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, uh, g- g- give me some of that. Um, my best thing. I feel like you may have willed that into existence, Keith. Listen, uh, we have some influence, and... You could see it. I think last week, I believe the Vegas lines all shifted when we came out with our over-unders. It's just, you know, hopefully you hear it here first, and then you're able mm-hmm. to get in there before they move the lines away from whatever we say. Um, <laughs> no, my best, my, my best thing, okay? We're going to, you know, I'm not totally giving away my hand for the upcoming over-unders, because technically I don't know this team's over-under, but the Sacramento Kings might be incredible, y'all. The Sacramento Kings <laughs> are smoking people. The Sacramento Kings made 21 out of 29 three-pointers in the last preseason game. Not only that, the Sacramento Kings made 21 three-pointers two games before that. This Sacramento team, which I've said explicitly on this show, they have firepower. And that was the thing I was focused on. This team might be able to shoot, should be able to score and keep up with anybody, and they are running teams off the court. Now, 
We've also mentioned how, you know, maybe preseason results, we should ignore them. Yes, John, we you, should. John, you said you were going to be very steadfast and just ignore preseason yeah, outcomes. Now, Kostya Medvedovsky, who creates the Darko projections, mm. he came out with a thing um, just, uh, I believe, today, last couple of days, like uh, talking about how preseason results do matter. No. There is a correlation between doing well in preseason and then doing well in the season. We overthink it sometimes. Yes, there are, there are results you should throw out. Yes, these aren't the normal rotations. But if you do well playing basketball, that might be a signifier that in the future you might do well playing basketball. And it, there are a few of these things that like, all right, like the trailblazers, horrifying in the preseason. Right. Uh, getting killed by everybody. But like when we go into these Western Conference over-unders and I'm looking at like the Kings and then the Blazers and then like the Lakers, all teams, honestly, I have in a similar tier. How am I not supposed to ingest the fact that the Kings beat the Lakers by 30 twice in the preseason? They beat the Trailblazers by 30 <laughs> in the preseason. So like, I, man, I'm in. I'm in on the Kings. Uh, I'm excited about the Kings. Uh, and also uh, I'm excited about the correlation between preseason and uh, regular season, so that's that's my best thing. Chuck, will the Kings will the yeah. Kings end their uh, now longest in sports postseason drought? Longest in professional sports postseason drought. Kings, mm. no, they're not going to. Um, no way. Uh, despite and my optimism, will will uh, will they get in the play in? Uh, more on that at the end of the <laughs> show. Uh, Chuck, what's your best thing? My best thing. I want to congratulate Draymond Green with his um, fine for punching Jordan Poole. Uh, assuming that the fine is more than $5,876. That's a big assumption. Draymond is going to surpass $1 million in total fines. This comes from uh, user Good Samaritan on uh, on Reddit. Well, Draymond's just being a Good Samaritan by uh, donating to those charitable causes with those fines. Is uh, So we just did our taxes. I just did my taxes, and I can expense a lot of... I had to file an extension. Oh, the extension, yeah. Extend. Not October yeah. 15. Yeah, I've done that before. Um, just got it in at the nick of time. But um, is is a fine a business expense? Is he paying Has somebody to, to book it? Like his accountant is definitely making sure he gets this back at the well, end. But is, is the fine, does it come, is it deducted directly from his paycheck? So then he never receives it. Thus yeah, is it, it wouldn't be taxable non-taxable? Income. It's incredible. Uh, but this user went through and gave some incredible Draymond um, fines. There's two that stood out directly. The first one is in 2020 when he was on TNT and he got hit with a $50,000 fine for tampering for saying Devin Booker had to leave Phoenix. Oh, yeah. um, which worth is it. incredible. Every dollar that's um, worth it. Keith, do you remember this? He got fined $35,000 for tweeting about referees. He he got fined $35,000 for tweeting this. four letters, uh, TD and MK. I guess Merritt Kogut is a referee or yeah. a character from Game of Thrones. Um, they had a terrible game against the Timberwolves. He just text, he, he just tweeted MK for Merritt Kogut. And TD, which was assumed to be Tim Donaghy. Um, and wow. the, that's a lot it, of turkey right, bacon. There's a lot of turkey bacon there, but he got fined 35K for a four letter tweet, which blows my mind. And I, what did he get not, for breaking Jordan Poole's face? Uh, 47, I thought I heard it was 50. I, yeah, I heard it was like 50 grand. 50 grand. So we were, we were making dip. fun. I was making fun of that, of that Draymond penalty. 
Because like fifty fifty thousand dollars fine, that's nothing. But I think I'm doing the math wrong. Um, if that's you, ten thousand a finger. Well, that's good. I got that math Roughly. wrong. Um, it is. Uh, <laughs> if if you just look at the total, if you look in totality of, of everything around the team, and you say if you add in, all right, Draymond minus fifty k, uh, Jordan Poole plus one hundred and thirty mil, mm. and then you see Wiggins plus one hundred mil. All right, when when you when you look at it in that sense, like oh Draymond, you lost. Not only did you did you move backwards fifty thousand, you also did not receive an extension of a hundred million dollars. So right, it's kind of a there lot. It's go. it's honestly it's similar to uh, what the the Warriors luxury tax payments are going to be going forward. Oh my god, where it's going uh, like Dane Dane Moore was talking about this, where some GMs are talking about how the Warriors paying so much luxury tax is actually going to cause fewer teams to go into the luxury tax because if you go into the luxury tax, you don't receive the bounty of gifts from the Warriors that they're handing out. So if the Warriors are paying 400 something million dollars in luxury tax, well, that's like 12, $13 million a team, a team. Yeah. And so if you're, if you're a team and you're like, Oh wow, we're on a, we're on a, we're on a a race to the play in, we could add this player and we'd go $2 million into the luxury tax. It's not that that player would cost you $2 million plus the $2 million fine, that player cost you $2 million plus $2 million plus the 13 to 15 to 16. You're not talking about just going over luxury tax for like one minimum salaried guy is $20 million. And I don't know how any person passes that up. I know we're supposed to say I, just just go for the win and don't worry about the, uh, the actual when numbers. You've got, when you've got – it feels like cost of ownership. When you own a billion-dollar anything, $15 million is – what you use Eat, man, to clean dude. the thing. Easy to say, but if they're like, hey, uh, Jay Crowder, acquiring Jay Crowder is going to cost us $48 million. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm out. Like, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure he moves I, the needle that I much. I get it. This seems but, like you know. a good spot for us to do our croissant question of the week. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? If you're a member of our Patreon, you can uh, you have the opportunity to submit us some queries that we will answer on the show. And Caleb asked this week, how much extra did Jordan Poole get on his contract for taking Draymond's punch? Five million? Ten million? Uh, I so I I actually think it was less about the punch and and more about Tyler Hero's contract. Sure. Yeah. Much disputed Tyler Hill's contract. He basically got like, I need that plus, you know, a million. Like it's like right. they just they just saw Tyler Hero, they turned up a little bit. But also I do think there probably is a correlation. Favored nations Tyler Hero clauses. One of uh-huh. like they were probably already gonna take care of Jordan Poole. But I think a, a, a way this team could move on from the punch so quickly is hey. them being like, dude, we're gonna give you $140 million or even yeah, we're whatever, gonna, 124 I'll- guaranteed. We're going to help reduce the swelling in your eye with this giant bag of gold ducats. That's right. Yeah. We've been yeah. icing these ducats for uh, <laughs> these on your eye. Yeah, just just hold that there. Hold that still. Much like Some the frozen Kobe peas beef. around my vasectomy <laughs> scar. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's... Uh, did the punch affect the total? Maybe. No. But I think, the, I think the total definitely affected how this team moved on from the incident. And I do think the Tyler Hero standard was was employed. Where they, had I mean, to, where they had to bump it up. 
the, I, I like the idea where, oh, this guy isn't happy. He just got punched by one of our leaders. Let's pay him. But that uh, the the question is incredible, but I don't think it's like a, a real thing. Yeah. And now since we actually threw in a, a, a croissant query, here's another croissant query. I guess I could have hit on I could have hit on when I was talking about the, the Kings. Uh, Martinelli's have it all asked. We all know the preseason is hard to derive meaning from. Uh, but if these preseason games were the first games of the actual season, what would the big takeaways be? The big takeaway being the Kings are amazing. Kongs, 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 kongs. Uh, those are our best <laughs> things. And some croissant queries sprinkled in. The opposite of our best thing is our worst thing. It's the cream of wheat worst thing. What's the worst thing you saw in the last week? Chuck, what is your worst thing? We'll go back to contracts. The Warriors are just handing things out. And this is the cost, like, like I said earlier, the cost of doing business. You win a championship. Everybody's got to eat. Or you got to risk losing people, and it seems like right now the Andrew Wiggins contract is a choice for them to pay a guy that's filling that, you know, Iguodala kind of role. The could be a could be an underwhelming could be an underwhelming star number one on a team, but is the perfect third or fourth guy on a championship team. Um, and yeah, but that's the word. Like he's getting paid. Well, the worst a is lot he's of money. a pay cut. It's the and, worst yeah. for all of us teams that are good. Yeah, but like he's that taking, looks like a pretty good salary for the guy I saw last year. Yeah, yeah he, was the, incredible. he was incredible in the playoffs. One of the biggest reasons, maybe outside of Steph Curry, for them winning the title. And yep. it was he, him taking. I want to know. Here's my croissant query: Did he take less because of years of bullying of people making fun of his contract? <laughs> he's just like, I don't want to hear. It. No, I mean, I guess he he was cognizant of the fact that he's in the perfect situation. Right, I, I think possibly. Where he's like, this is the best thing it's ever going to be. I get to play yeah. next to, I mean, Draymond, who who fits with my skills, but also playing next to Steph and Clay, and I just get to do this thing. You know, you would think, that, like he said, like he can't carry a team, but in this role of just grab every offensive rebound and score whatever it was, 17 points a game, and play great yeah. perimeter defense, he was amazing at it, and they're going to probably still continue to experience a lot of team success. And that that's a way to because that burden, that number one overall pick is a, a burden to be that player comes with expectations that crush some folks like it takes people to a place where they think they're the man and then they happen to just be one of the guys, one of the people in the league. And Wiggins is extremely talented. He was number one overall for a reason, but now he gets to be in this perfect place where there's he's not expected to be that dude. He can be a part of a bigger thing that actually is always going to compete for championships as long as uh, Steph Curry's the way he's he is right now. So I think it's just the perfect situation, but it sucks because I would love to underpay any of my Miami Heat players. All of my guys get a little more or they make league minimum. Yeah, it's also bad. I thought uh, Anthony Irwin, who covers the Lakers, was pointing out like the sadness of Lakers Nation, like the Warriors and Clippers, historically not marquee franchises, but the Warriors and Clippers now operate the way he wishes the Lakers should be operating. Like the Lakers right. should have all the money in the world from their TV contracts. But like ownership is such a huge competitive advantage in the NBA. And the Warriors and Clippers, historically not good franchises, have these unbelievably wealthy ownership groups that are just being like, yeah, we will pay. Oh, it costs $16 million to keep uh, Markeith Morris plus tax or Mar Marcus Morris plus tax. All right, yeah, I'll pay that. Uh, just, you know, Luke Kennard, who, by the way, is shooting like 87% 
uh, in the preseason. Uh, Luke Kennard cost me sixteen million plus tax. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's what a tenth man costs because I'm I'm Bomber and I don't well, care. Well, can we stay on the Lakers then? Because yeah, yeah. What's your my what's your worst, worst is I'm enduring like weird like second spy cam trailings of Russell Westbrook quote unquote walking away from huddles when really he's just like talking to someone else on the bench. And I'm having to read tweets about how Westbrook leading the second unit is not enough. Like we're obsessed with Russell Westbrook being the reason the Lakers suck. And he is very much not even in the top three reasons the Lakers suck. You know, this is not his fault. I'm tired of hearing about it. I don't want to watch weird interactions between him and Beverly for the rest of the season, even though I enjoyed it so much at first, like Rob Polinka just, you know, got more money. Like he, he it, they, they have bigger fish to fry than Russell <laughs> was the trade horrendous. Sure. But the, you know, I think LeBron deserves more heat. Uh, Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. deserves more heat. That front office deserves infinitely more heat uh, than I, you know, the Westbrook thing is going to, it looks like it's, we're going to get another year of it. And that's certainly the worst thing I can think of this week. And what Westbrook is not going to crack your um, six man argument. With this, uh, not gonna Afraid get not. Or, I, can't even, <laughs> I can't even find six man odds for Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. The six man experiment lasted what five minutes? He got hurt. He left with a hamstring. Um, hurt his butt. The, that Iverson uh, style. What did what did he say? Darvin Ham said it's not a demotion. It's a it's a realignment or something. Uh, I love pretty, that. Pretty pretty great they stuff. They brought in a they brought in a, an expert. They they you know did tests. With like focus John, John C. McGinley in office space. Right. <laughs> what is it you do here? My my worst thing is uh I felt I felt kind of bad for Jared Butler, who got cut by the Jazz. Now, I, I don't know the Jazz. I'll be honest, I don't know the Jazz's roster situation that uh intimately. I assume eventually they're gonna cut Leandro Balmero, who's terrible. They did cut <laughs> Stanley Johnson, who last year on the Lakers looked totally fine. Like he was like their fifth best player. By the way, I don't know if we, I know I've mentioned it, but uh, Mac McClung got waived and Kent Bazemore got waived, which now means I think all ten of the free agents who left the Lakers last year not in the NBA. Yeah, um, which is their rosters. Which honestly at. is an argument that they, maybe they got better because no one <laughs> on the team last year is in the NBA. Um, but uh, Jared Butler, who was a high draft pick, who I wanted more than Santi Aldama last year, um, he got waived. But he got waived despite having a pretty solid preseason. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker, whom I believe, I don't know if it was on this show or if it was on her Zoom hangout. We had like a prop, like what would you bet for Nikhil Alexander-Walker's field goal percentage? <laughs> Nikhil Alexander-Walker in the preseason, one for 14 from the field. Yeah. Ooh. You know what his per 36 is? Per 36, per 36 scoring average? Two... Nailed points. it. Two. Yeah. <laughs> Two points for 36 from your scoring guard. And Jared Butler's got to be like, I got cut for this guy. This dude. Negative got, fantasy league stalwart. Yeah, we're, we're actually we're, record, we're doing our fan, negative fantasy draft right after this. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker shooting up my draft board. Um, also, by the way, I know I, I've learned my lesson not to not to immediately judge guards in the NBA. And I mentioned this guy last week as someone to watch for in the Jacques watch as we go into the regular season to see if any player can match Jacques Vaughn's over 22 start to the season. Oh, yeah. I mentioned him again because the preseason is complete 
and we have the full numbers. Johnny Davis, the 10th pick in the draft. The Badger. Two for 21 from the field in preseason. Nine and a half percent. If you combine him with their first round pick from last year, Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert and Johnny Davis together in the preseason. Three for 30 from the field. Oh, God. 0 for 13 from three. So that's uh, 10% from the field, 0%. Such pleasure, such pain. From three. So that is my uh, cream of wheat worst thing. All right. Like I so think after the butthole book genre, you need to move into demonic puzzle box butthole. Genre. <laughs> <laughs> that's next. So we've already knocked out some croissant questions. We've already done the awards segment of the program. So it is now time to jump forward to our Western Conference over unders. If you don't know, if you missed the season premiere, what are you doing? Go back and listen to season nine, episode one, Eastern Conference over-unders. But I will tell you that historically through the years, this is the ninth time we're doing our over-unders, we've done a good job. Individually, we're fine. Individually, Chuck's knocking out 61% correct picks. John stumbled last year, but still, historically, 58% winners for John, 57% for me. Those aren't amazing. Those are fine. But the real... Those will not make you money. The real, yeah, you're, you're losing on the VIG there. You're, you're treading water. But the real issue is when you combine, or the real strength is when you combine our knowledge, the combined knowledge of us. When two-thirds of us agree on a pick, historically over the last eight years, we are 151-89-3. That's 62.9% winner. That will make you money. And we are when we are unanimous on the over-under for a team going against the Vegas win projection, 70, 32, and 2. 70, 32, and 2. That's 68.6% winning percentage. That is outrageous. Hey, now. Hell yeah. <laughs> so we will do the Western Conference. We will do it alphabetically. I don't know most of these, so the way we historically do it, I will say my win total. John will tell me what the latest Vegas line is. And we use the latest and greatest lines. Um... You know, if you want to make money, you probably should have been on these months ago before the public moved them. But we're doing latest and greatest. We're making it difficult. We have a high bar of difficulty for ourselves. Um, I'll, I will say what I think that, that team, what I have the team winning, and then uh, John will give us the number, and then we'll go over under from there. So we start with the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks were pretty solid last year, very solid. Made the conference finals, had a great defense, somewhat surprisingly. Um, I think the Mavericks are going to take a step back this year. I don't think the addition of Christian Wood and the subtraction of Jalen Brunson is a net positive. I have the Dallas Mavericks winning, and I'm pretty sure this is going to be an easy under because I already bet this uh, based on an earlier summer line. I have the Dallas Mavericks at 47 wins. Under. Yeah. 48 and, and a half. Yeah. I mean, maybe I could I could twinge it to 48. Uh, you know, they're depending so much on Luka Doncic. And I honestly think, I think the defense might take a step back this year. And uh, if it does, I think they're going to have some problems hitting that over. But what, what do you guys think? Chuck, your I, thoughts on the Mavs? So I'm going to go over. I think they'll, they'll be able to win 50 in the West. Um, I'm, I don't know if Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to come back and be like any sort of offensive threat. But if he does, he can kind of replace what, Jalen Brunson kind of did in in a in a little bit of uh, a different kind of sure. way. 
Yeah, but yeah. Christian Woods, Christian Wood gives them offense too. I don't think yeah, it's good. Uh, Luca looked good in in Eurobasket and having uh, an off season where he's not just smoking hookah is probably good. There's hookah and he played basketball too, so that may like lead that. him to having the first quarter of the season instead of him trying to get into shape, he might be actually in shape when the the season starts and I could get them two or three games early in the year. John, historically, you, I feel like you like the Mavericks. You like Luka Doncic. You are generally pretty optimistic. So what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? <laughs> it, this will season? Be, it will be another massive Mavericks over for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, 53 wins. Oh, wow. That's I huge. Think Luka's, Luka's either the best or second best player in the league. So, so 50, just... I will tell you right now, 53 wins would, that's the highest win total I have for any team in the Western Conference this year. The trick of this one, and we talked about it in the Eastern Conference episode, is there are multiple teams that are tanking, and many of them are in the West. I think right now, the way I think generally people view the West, there are 11 teams trying. There are 11 right. teams vying mm-hmm. so for I the have 10 some really high win play in spots. Of this. I'm confused why you've have so few because i have uh that's i guess that's how the math worked out i i don't think anyone's gonna i don't think anyone's gonna win 60 like the suns did last year maybe i'm wrong there but uh i have my sixth seventh and eighth seeds kind of winning a lot of games which is which is how i ended up there um but like the 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 i have my six seven and eight seeds winning a lot of games and then still have the top seeds. I mean, I have I have a sixty game winner. Well, where where are the where are the? Can you tell us where the Mavericks are in your in your Western Conference hierarchy third. with those, those fifty three wins? So three third. seeds. Yeah, that's a comfortable over for John. No, the Jazz, the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Thunder. I think most people assume barely going to participate in the competitive yeah. portion of the season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that can bump things up. Anyway, all right. So we're two thirds over on the Mavericks. Right. Next team, the Denver Nuggets. I am very optimistic about the Nuggets regular season. I'm giving myself some leeway on this one. Uh, I, I'm going to go 50 or 51 right now. I'll just I'll just write down 50 and 32. So 50 wins for the Nuggets. I reserve the right to bump it up if that, in fact, ends up being an under. Um, it's an over. Okay, good. All right, so I'll stick with 50. Seems safe. 49 and a half. Oh, uh, right I, there. I concur. I have the Nuggets winning one more game than the Mavs. I just think they're a... They're a, a better team with their best player doing what he's supposed to be doing as opposed to what he had to shoulder last year. Um, I really love, love the players the Nuggets added. So I think the Nuggets, I, I hated not being, I really wanted to go out there and take the Nuggets as my number one seed in the West, especially I think as a regular season team, they're just set up perfectly, but uh, I still have one more team above them, which we'll get to yeah. later. Chuck, Chuck, how you feel about the Nuggets? 49 and a half. Um, it's not that high. It's not that high. I'm thinking I'm going to go over um, KCP and Bruce Brown added to that team. Oh, it's like they get they get two players back from injury too. So and if one and of them yeah, with with Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, like I I think this is a, a chance for maybe Jokic to earn a third uh, MVP in a no row. Way. I think it could happen. I think it could happen. Hey, the odds are right um, if you want to bet on that. Yeah, they, you should do you should do that, Chuck, because I think if, his numbers will be down from the from the so, scoring load, and then people will just be tired of voting for him. I think if they get the number one seed and he's the best player and oh, he's, he's doing if things, if they're the one seed, they're going to win it. He's going to win it, John. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. It won't be I, the one seed. But go. yeah, I think the I think they have the ability to like fix the problems they had with uh, defense with the additions of KCP and, and Bruce Brown. So yeah, if, if that gets him into my, num- my number, honestly, low fifties. My number, honestly, is uh, assuming like 1,500 to 1,800 minutes for Jamal Murray. 
Like, mm. let's say 60 games played at 25 minutes a game. Let's say yeah. Michael Porter Jr. only plays half the season. I think they can win 50 games. They did it yeah. last year playing horrible players. Yeah. yeah. Horrible well, I mean, players played tons to me, of minutes for the Nuggets last year. This, is, this number gives me pause because this is such a slam dunk to me. Oh, like, by the way, uh, I penalized the Mavericks two wins for uh, signing Faku Kampatsu. So, <laughs> you should, as you should. Yeah, uh, they. I mean, they, they desperately needed that, a single person. That could person be, that could could be a Euro Basket Brotherhood friendship thing. Maybe that it could is. be a Chris Smith situation. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're unanimous over on the Denver Nuggets. The Golden State Warriors are up next. I could not have been any more incorrect about the Warriors last year in my preseason prognostication. We got Hollingered. Uh, me and John Hollinger thought the team was going to be borderline uh, not great. Um, and He'll never get that stink off of, for yeah, me, by the yeah. way. that Like, I, I do not listen to him anymore. <laughs> um, the Warriors, I have with the second best regular season record, and I put him at 52 wins. I do think, I think they're better this year. I think Kaminga and Jordan Poole are going to be great. I think Wiseman is going to be great for them. I also think they're going to chill. Uh, in this regular season, they're they're, they're going to be very yeah. cautious with Curry's minutes, with Draymond's minutes, with Clay Thompson's minutes. I don't so I don't fifty-two think, wins. I don't, I don't think they're going to get there. Okay, so what's the, what's the I Vegas think number? Chill. Fifty-one yeah. and a, fifty-one and a half. You're oh, an over. I'm a mild over, and I I will accept my fate. Okay, uh, I'm an under. Not that I don't think they're going to be good. Uh, I have them at forty-nine wins, but I also think we saw. I thought we saw the best version of the Warriors we could in the postseason. It also aligned with a perfect uh, kind of a perfect storm of matchups for them. Um, and I don't, and I'm not sure how incentivized they'll be to go all out in this postseason or uh, regular season. Yeah. So, yeah, I just don't. Um, they didn't man, even go. Have, so last year, sorry to cut you off. Last year, Clay Thompson barely played and they yeah. didn't even go all out. They were they were happy. They were fine with the Grizzlies having a better seed than them. Like yeah. they didn't go hard down the stretch. I don't and think they, they care. And they um, still finished last year, what, with 53 I do wins. Think, uh, I do think Clay Thompson is no longer that Clay Thompson. And then I don't know if Steph Curry in the regular season is the old Steph Curry uh, of old. Like, yeah, so I don't Steph, know. Steph Curry had a down year last year, and yeah, that could yeah. be that could be regular season. And that could be like, all right, is this older Steph Curry? Or is it an aberration? Is he going to make all his threes again this year? I still think, you know, he's a guy in the, in the playoffs and in – key matchups you have to fear and he changes the game whenever he's on the court but i do wonder if he's that same player that you really you're like well we're an automatic 50 win team yeah. just because we have steph curry so I, I predict a slight slide and we'll probably be humbled yet again by yeah. my aspersions yeah, against the dubs what you got Chuck? so i'm on a fence here because if in my head if the young guys moody kaminga wiseman step into their power right and play uh at, at a level that you know they got drafted at then this team is easy over. If they have trouble, these young guys, because I think you know what their floor is. You know what the Golden State Warriors' floor is. You have Steph and Clay and a great system and maybe Draymond. I don't know. Jordan Poole is going to score a bunch. Of, but the unknowns are these young guys who have all flashed, but we don't know if they're going to be contributors for an entire season. If they are, I'm going under, over. Yeah. But it's a hard. that's a hard thing to project. So uh, I think I'll uh, look at it. Unfortunately, that's the task. Yeah. That's welcome to hell. What What I'm doing right now. (laughs) What I'm thinking is that this team won the championship. They're going to not care about seeding again and try to be healthy for the playoffs. 
which means they're going to probably drop three or four games to teams that don't matter. So I'm going under. All right. All right. So a two thirds under for primed for a post championship hangover as well. Right. Non statistical stuff. All the pieces fit uh, right. to me, a team to, to, to do less. Yeah. So I'm happy to be the only under. Yeah. No, we don't. No, Chuck went under. I went under. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, now, you, now, you, now, you, now you messed up. <laughs> I think I think the hunger of Moody, Kaminga, and Wiseman getting heavy minutes could could be the boost to carry them through that through that hangover. But we will could move on. To, it could make them worse. We will move on <laughs> to the Houston Rockets, one of the teams that might um, not be that interested in winning basketball games. They have seven players on their team who were drafted in the first round over the last two seasons, which is absurd. Yes. Uh, very, very young. However, they are one of those teams that the Darko projection says yeah, is awesome preseason games. in the preseason. Yeah. yeah. And uh, because of that, I have moved them from 21 wins to 24 wins. 24 You're wins. You're an over on the Rockets. Welcome to hell. 20, <laughs> what, what's their number? 23 and a half. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Chuck, what do you think? Keith's uh, already think, stuck in the I mud I think here. they're going to they're gonna suck. Uh, they're going to try to be bad. Um, yeah, they were healthy last year and won 20 games. So I, I can't, I mean, define health. They were, most of their guys were okay. Played. Um, but yeah, I think they could probably, you know, use to not win. So I'm going to go 20, 20 wins again. I think they do that. They're going to have to send Tari Eason away from the team. Yes. A, la, a la John Wall, if they want to lose some of these late season games. I don't yeah. think that guy can turn it off. He's incredible. 20 wins for me. The Rockets right. are, are not going to try and will not win games. I am not remotely uh, aligned with you guys this episode so far, which is great. Uh, I love is it. it. I got the Pacers over and I got the Rockets over and I'm going to put my real money on it, I think. Um, let's do the Los Angeles Clippers. This is one of those teams where I actually worked out my like funny math where I'm like, okay, we're going to get 40 games of Kawhi and Paul George playing together. They're going to go 33 and seven. They're going to go 40 and oh. Yeah, they're going to win all. <laughs> they, the, last, the last time Kawhi and Paul George played <laughs> yeah. two years ago, they had a plus 17 net rating yeah. when those guys were on the court. So, all right, they're going to go 33 and seven. In the games that Kawhi and Paul George play, then that's then there's 20 games where just Paul George is going to play. I think they're going to go 13 and seven. I'm already up to 46. Yeah. Um, and then they're going to have what 18, 20 games left uh, without those guys. Eh, like eight and 14. No, so, that team they don't they can win without them. The team right. is so good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I might need to actually revise my 500. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might need to revise mine up, which I think is going to put me right on the number. Um, I think I'm going to go 51 and 31, which is, which, 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 which even to being under on the Clippers. Okay. All right. So what's their number? Is it 51 and a half? 52 and a half. Wow. You know what? I'm okay with being under there. I feel like you're trying to hew too close to the actual number and forgetting that that number is relatively meaningless. I know I'm not trying to hit that number. I, I'm honestly doing like what, what I, I kind of think it's going to be. Um, so I'll go 51 and I, I will take my under. What, what do you got? Thoughts on the Clippers? I think this is a team that uh, needs the confidence of a high seed um, because of the way they've really just not performed too well. They 
Ty Lue is going to coach them into caring about regular season games. Um, yeah, I think 54 wins is what I put the Clippers Ooh. at. I, I think they're highly talented. Kawhi is going to be a, a machine, even if he only plays 60 games. And it's going to be incredible. I yeah. can't wait to watch that team play. It could be awesome. 60 wins for me. Johnny uh, Bird. Yes, what's up? There's a lot of teams not trying. Uh, and this team, this team has uh, bench players significantly better than multiple players in my team's starting lineup. Uh, this, is a, this is a psychotic uh, roster. Uh, and, also, they're go- and they are going for it. There's there's something to being the Clippers and being good in a year that the Lakers might be bad that could invigorate them to you know put out a good product on the floor so they can so that that uh that segues nicely in, into our next team the Los Angeles Lakers Lord 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 a bad team that's playing badly was incredibly terrible in the preseason um, they do Keith, obviously if have you LeBron end James up right on this inflated Lakers number. You have to take a few weeks off. Yeah. I I have the Lakers as an under 500 team. I have the yeah. Lakers with uh 40 <laughs> wins. One, I'm trying to see where, where they rank in my West. You are a safe under, by the way. I have them as the ninth best team in, in the West, and I yeah knew that would be a safe under. They still could get yes. trades and bring in players. That would help. That would benefit them. And will Will Miles Turner and Buddy Hill do that much for this roster? I I do honestly think they will, but we've always differed on that particular uh, what, piece where, of information. Where, where's the success with those guys? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a big under. What What is the Vegas line for the Lakers? I want you to guess. I would guess it's forty five or forty six. Forty five and a half. Disgusting. Okay. I feel comfortable. The power, Listen, they might the power win forty. Of Lakers. Gambling. They might win forty-five games, but they're not winning. Come on, that feels like the safest under. Yes, I mean they won forty-two last year, and I don't think they're better. Pat Beverly doesn't move the needle for me at all. Um, I mean, not, he moves it more than Kent Bazemore t- and Wayne yeah, Ellington. Talon Horton. That's Tucker. my bad. I thought Wayne Ellington was a good signing. It's my. That's um, on me. Yeah, we'll see if Kendrick Nunn makes a difference. It's not. It's By the way, all... Chuck, they won. They won thirty-three games last year. Yeah, yeah. Dude, oh, thirty-three. Yeah, they oh. remember if they won forty-two yes. games, the Grizzlies could have drafted the good Jalen Williams. But no, yeah, the true. Pelicans got Dyson Daniels because this team couldn't beat out the tanking Spurs for the play. So, so Vegas has them set at twelve games higher than they. This isn't a a team that is that much better than last year's team, if they're better at all. So I mean, Vegas, they just know they can get insane yeah. Lakers fans to, to bet, to bet this. Hard, I mean, they're trying to get equal money on both sides. Hard under LeBron James is not going to run on transition defense one time this entire year. Um, I and thought it's Patrick the was going to set that culture though. Culture, culture. He can, and that'll still be not he's, enough. Yeah. He's going to get him in the play. And what Keith? about your boy, Kendrick Nunn coming back? I don't know. Uh, second team all rookie Kendrick Nunn, but he's not in the Heat system anymore, so I don't believe he was him. First team, he was second. Was his first rookie. team? He was second in rookie of the year Re- voting. At, forgive me, I'll apologize next week to him. It's all right. It's good. Um, write so it we're down. so we're a unanimous <laughs> under on the Los Angeles Lakers, down. and that brings us yeah. to our Memphis Grizzlies. By the way, before we get there, if you want to watch the Memphis Grizzlies in person. You need to get those Grizzlies season tickets. It's an incredibly hot ticket. So go ahead and lock in the best seats at 
the best prices, also for the best giveaways. They have not only the season ticket plans, they're now half-season plans and 10-game packs. So lock in your tickets to see Ja, Jaron, Dez, and all your favorite Grizzlies players make big-time noise starting at just $11 per game. Get your tickets now. Call 901-888-HOOP or click grizzlies.com. All right. I don't want to go first here. I, on Grits and Grinds, have been spelling out how like my optimism peaked a month ago. And the preseason, uh, by the way, the preseason simple rating system, they did fine. Like they, 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 they beat the, the Bucks backups with their own backups. They blew out the Pistons. They did lose, to, they blew out the Magic once, then lost to the Magic and lost to, to Chuck's heat reserves. Um, but my, my optimism is waning. John, do you mind going first and telling me what you, what you think, what, you, what your win projection for the, for the, the Grizzlies are? My win prediction was 48, which is an under. Oh, no, Johnny. This team um, won 56 last year, and John Morant, year three to year four, Desmond Bain, year two to year three. I don't buy it. I don't buy that we are able to going to be able to seamlessly plug in guys to replace crucial, in some cases, transformative pieces. Um, I don't like the sheer number of minutes that are going to be given to players that I think are bad. Um, 48 right. wins is, is, is pretty good. Um, I think, I think, I think if you don't think that that 56 win, uh, performance last year was, uh, a confluence of insane events, just take a look at how many of those wins John Morant was actually a part of it. It's, you know, so, it's a staggering... so the, the unspoken thing that you're, that like makes people angry in Grizzlies nation to talk about. And we, we've, we've even, I've even seen it written that like, the Grizzlies' performance without John Morant is a reflection of John Morant's leadership. And it's like, <sighs> folks, come on now. Um, <laughs> this team's winning percentage when John Morant played last year, not that great. I mean, relatively. It wasn't 56 win pace. And that combined with the thing you said, John, about like you replaced Melton and Kyle Anderson, who were with nothing. some of the better rebounders on the team, who were the best steals and blocks guys on the team outside of Jaron, and by the way, Jaron's not playing. Yeah. And this team's formula for success last year was getting steals, getting blocks, and rebounding and turning that into transition transition opportunities. And that's currently gone. And like, I don't know. So like my my optimism has gone down. I, I tried to be patient for Summer League and preseason to watch like LaRavia play. He's not ready. No. He's not good. And he's going to be playing. And like Conchars, they're going to be leading on Conchar a lot. They're leading on Zaire Williams, who like, again, I'm optimistic Zaire Williams will be better than last year. By the way, Zaire Williams has a sore knee. He's not going to play probably the first game. Just um, a guy. Just a guy. Chuck, where are you on the Grizzlies? Um, but I mean, John Moran is incredible, and he's going to average 30 a game. Right. And like going to be flirting with first-team All-NBA. And by the way, when – I'll give you some positives, Chuck, before you weigh in. When – this team has their guys when it's Ja and Dylan and Dez and when Jaron is healthy. And we think, I, I think Jaron's going to miss maybe 10, 15 games. I don't think it's going to be more than that. And when they have Steven Adams and Brandon Clark on the court, this team crushed people last year. They yeah. crushed people with Ja. Their starting lineup net rating was incredible. Their net rating of just their top eight returning guys, if you include Tyus Jones and Zaire Williams in this, they were plus 14 when any of their, their starters plus those top three bench guys were on the court last year. There are a lot of positives. This team went toe-to-toe with the Warriors in the, the playoffs. 
despite not having job for half the, the, the series, despite missing Dylan Brooks for a couple of games, despite Steven Adams having COVID, despite Desmond Bain having a back injury, we couldn't get more than eight shot attempts up in every game. So I'm sorry. Now, Chuck, I want to, I want to just balance it a little before you got to make sure you. you're getting both sides out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's complex. There's nuance complex. here. We can't just, nuance. the more you know something, the less the, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the walking truth yeah. of that. Yeah. I'm just looking at the the players who left. This team is uh, gonna have need a lot of internal improvement to replace Melton and Kyle Anderson. That's it for me. And those guys were the reasons why Dylan Brooks could miss 50 games and Ja could miss 25 games last year. Those are the glue guys. Um, Let's Desmond, talk about Dylan Brooks missing 50 games. Yeah. So what Let's happens talk about if, Dylan Brooks playing more games? So that John's theory, you know, his urine theory about Dylan Brooks could come <laughs> true, and this could so really the, be there's not a big a John. There, there is not a big win loss difference between when Dylan played and when uh, he did not play. They 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 defended better when he played. They had a better net rating when he played. They had the same winning percentage whether he played or not, which is an argument you can go both ways with. Um, sure. But like. He's been number one on the team in on-off net rating swing. You said the last two seasons, yeah. so I don't know. I mean, I'm, and you know, we've been I'm over, open to your argument. We've been yeah. over, yeah, yeah. We've been over my opinions on on-off net rating and uh, yeah. quality of competition, and how that is, yeah, a very rough stat to put any uh, any anything behind it. And it is also a stat eschewed for most gambling models. I might add, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I just and I also think you know, and I also think Dylan Brooks is a good regular season player and i don't even mind i think he's a great innings eater yeah but i you know to me it's just not that i, I want him and hall and talk out of both sides of my mouth i will say very bluntly you can't just get rid of some of your best players and bring in nobody <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that and expect to repeat to get better. your success yeah especially when your second best player is pretty good miss. 48 yeah. wins is pretty 48 good it's pretty good but if yeah. you're gonna just do do just excise to you know your best shooter uh besides desmond bain and uh no, the guy so who lets you uh second on the team these, in three point these weird makes. lineups yeah uh then uh no you're not gonna be as good sorry he, he, Kyle Anderson is the was the perfect utility tool. Just yeah. whatever you need, go play and and, and, yeah. and, and you, you'd be fine. Um, I'm, under, I'm I'm, I'm going over. I'm oh, going, I'm going yeah, for under. John Moran has never hit his his preseason under. They've gone over every single year. We picked him to be last in the West unanimously. His rookie year, he made us look like fools. I'm not he going did. against Jaw. Also, here's. Here's the deeper schedule breakdown that I did not do, honestly, for every team because I couldn't Help find me. the information. Make me feel better. Make me the, feel gri good. The, the Grizzlies get the full 16 games against the Rockets, Spurs, Thunder, and Jazz. Not every team Important. gets that because, like, you know, you, you end up playing yeah. some teams three times in the West. They got the full load of tank teams. Can't wait to be wrong about this. And also their their schedule it's it's uh it's weighted in a way that uh they should be, even if their defense is terrible when Jaron is out which I think is a possibility their schedule isn't that hard to start the year so I think they can they can maintain and then when Jaron comes back they'll be able to rack up the wins I I was I was like a I was basically thinking they were fifty two fifty three like a month ago I'm down to forty nine but that's still uh, the slightest of overs also I know where my bread is buttered um let's go to the next team. Speaking of Kyle Anderson, the next team is the Minnesota Timberwolves who made a bunch of huge moves this offseason. I 
don't think the fit works that great um, with Carlton Townsend and Gobert. And I am not that optimistic, actually, about their guard play outside of Anthony Edwards. So I th- I'm going to guess this is an under. I haven't been good. This is the same argument with the Grizzlies. 48 wins is a lot. I have the Timberwolves at 47 wins. That's a lot. I haven't making the playoffs, but uh, I, I I feel like it's an under. What, what's Vegas say? It's an under. Uh, I believe I share in a similar fashion. I have it at 48, and it's 48 and a half. Woo. Um, I love what the Timberwolves did. I just think it could take a while to round into shape. Um, I think this is certainly on the right track. I worry slightly. I, I think it's just going to take a while for as great as a plus Rudy Gobert is going to be on defense for them. I'm not, not, I'm not excited about seeing how Carl Anthony Towns shifts over and plays defense. Uh, he's a very uh, plotting defender at this point in his career. But I think, you know, they're going to be a, a really a, as good as the Grizzlies, you know? Yeah. No, I think I, they're going to be right it, there with the Grizzlies. Yeah, I agree I, with that. So, so I have them, you know, I have them both winning 48 games, and that's a slide under for me. Chuck? Yeah. Chuck, what do you got? Um, I'm so excited to see everybody's – like a lot of people either hate Rudy Gobert or they um, have a very informed argument as to why Rudy Gobert is an incredible player. Um, I would, I'm just curious to what he looks like in this system, what he does to that defense, and if it turns his team into Utah over where they're just going to run through the regular season. Yeah. This, yeah, yeah. this so, is the number I feel worst about of our entire thing because I like the moves and I want to pick, and it just my brain is, it, my brain and gut are both like, hey, this team is much better, but then the number just wasn't right for me, and I got stuck. I mean, on for, under. They, so won, they won forty six last year. I know they were a lot good of it was last the, year. They finished strong. They also picked up those end of the season wins when those I don't yeah. weigh those as heavily because, but, but they might do it this year as well. Yeah, they might roll so, through the league. So what do you got? I mean, they added Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson, and I love the, the you know I love that this is going to be the team we get to watch. It's going to have defense, but they can score at multiple positions. Um, I know Keith I'm, took a I'm dump on their guard play, but I think D'Angelo Russell's pretty good when, pick and roll guy for your he regular a good, season he's, team. He's a good, he is a good yeah. pick and roll guy. But so uh, they'll be able to score whenever. And now they have Kyle Anderson who gives them like yeah uh, competence, you know, fle- flexibility. And Rudy Gobert, who's going to give you elite rim protection. Like I that's hate, it. Ugh. I hate being so, under on this. So that's but, the, but it's the other teams getting better that sucks into these. That's wins the first for me. time John and Chuck, you guys have disagreed so far in the Western Conference. Um no. I like this West. We have not been East, we were unanimous everywhere. We we basically are all uh we're split on these teams, uh, which I think is fun. The next team, the New Orleans Pelicans. I feel like I'm underrating the Pelicans. I'm so outrageously excited for Zion's return. I think Trey Murphy 3 is awesome. I think the depth on this team is actually now a strength, and they have a lot of scary players. And I have them at 46 wins, but I might change that because that feels low. I have them right behind the Timberwolves because I had Grizzlies at 49. I have the Timberwolves at 48, and I have the Pelicans at 46. I might turn that up a little bit. What's their, what is their Vegas number? You're over. It's 44 and a half. I like being over. Yeah. I, oh, I, I like the, being over. I have the Pelicans and Timberwolves both winning 48 games and being ahead of the Grizzlies. So I've, I'm over as well. Woo, you got the Grizzlies in the play in. All right, Chuck, what's your, uh, what's your 44 and a half? That's low, man. Um, this team 
went one and 12 to begin last season and kind of right at this ship. Willie Green got the, everybody playing together. It was fun basketball. It was the stuff you talk about. It's a huge trade. With, huge trade that bring CJ in. They have leadership and fun players. You know, uh, Herb Jones and Jose Alvarado are, are fun. So fun. Um, so, yeah, man, the, Zion's back. Get out of here. This, this team is going to win 50 games. Seemed like a very easy over to me. And yeah. like Devontae Graham is not like a, a bad player. No. But they've also essentially been like, yeah, we don't need Devontae Graham. You know, like like they'll play right. him some, but like it seems like they have a lot of options. If Jose yeah. Alvarado has 28 points in a regular season game, they're gonna win the title. <laughs> Easy. So all right, we're we're there now we're back on, on board together. We're unanimous over on the Pelicans. That's uh, that line disrespectful. Disrespectful. It feels like that. Uh the Oklahoma City Thunder. They have their eyes on the prize. They, <laughs> they're, they're all they're doing this year is looking forward to Tyler Parker's upcoming novel, which releases in the next summer. Uh, they're under. not interested in winning basketball games. I don't think they lost Chet Holmgren. Uh, very unluckily, I don't think this team has talent. I don't. I don't even see the optimistic take. And I know, like, I've been a little bit hard on the Thunder the past couple of years, but. Even if Giddy and Gilgis Alexander play all the games, I don't think they're going to win a lot. And guess what? I the don't Giddy, think they're going to the, play all the games. The Giddy love's gone too far, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't be. We shouldn't be starting Josh Giddy. <laughs> I think. If, I think if this team tried to win basketball games, they would be stuck in the mid twenties. Yeah. I think if they literally wanted to win all their basketball games, I'm like, who's your best five? Like, are we talking about a Trey Man leap? Like, I don't get it. Uh, Trey Mann led the NBA and made three-pointers in the preseason, so maybe I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> I have this team, if they tried at 26 wins, but they're not going to try, I have them at 19 wins. Safely under 23 and a half. What say you, Chuck? 17 wins. <laughs> I'm proud. They went over last year. They went over last year. We got burned. I'm getting burned again. I have them at 16 wins, so I think it's a race to the bottom. They, it's going to matter. You want to be in those bottom three, and people are going to just... They have steeled themselves over the last two seasons. They're going to face other franchises like the Jazz and maybe the Magic and maybe the Pistons. You, you talked about the all Spurs. these strange moves that the Jazz are making, cutting seemingly No, it's not that strange. Players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're cutting... I mean, you're cutting this is a race to players? the bottom. I, no, I think I'm the saying, numbers will be low. Like, they're the guy. They've been in it. They're like, oh, you... Like, not, like maybe the Bane, I was born in the born darkness. Born in the dark, yeah. They've been training themselves for years. They're going to be they, like, oh, you think you're tanking? Their, Look at this. If they can't keep their losses close to 70 this year, what are they? We, what have they been doing? We just signed Chris Smith. <laughs> like they're going to look you square in the eye like, oh, Spurs, you think you're taking? Wally Zerbiak's still in a jersey. Too much thunder talk. All right. Um, unanimous under for the thunder. Under for the thunder. Uh, Phoenix Suns are a weird one. I'm going to edit out that thing I just yelled. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Phoenix Suns, man. They were incredible last year. I think they're also going to be very good this season. I feel very nervous, though, penciling them in for 52 wins, which is what I've done. 52 wins uh, tied with the Warriors for the best record in the West in, in my book. You've gone under. Okay. Uh, and let it be said, if the Suns go under, that is a 
borderline unprecedented fall from grace. Oh yeah. To lose what, like 10 games or something. Yeah. That's a truly, truly powerful collapse based on, I'm not entirely sure what Jake Router leaving some bad vibes. Well, you just said, you you did, you, you, you cast it off as not meaningful, but they did lose a starter. Yeah. They did lose a starter. They also lost JaVale McGee, who's a, a very solid backup center for them. So they did lose some things. And also, they lost the trust of the franchise um, and the true secret of success, Robert Sarver. Robert Sarver, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, what, first yeah. of all, John, what's the line? 52 and a half. So I'm the narrowest of unders, and I don't yeah. like being there. Too bad you're stuck there. I'll go okay. over okay. easily. Yeah. Over, over, over. They're going to win 57, 58 games. Yeah, they should be awesome. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're free in Cam Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I, hate, I hate to be on that under. What? Hey, I mean, it's. I think it's easy. One, it's easy I mean, to. I, I'm trying to think of a team like collapsing that badly without major injury or just trying to turn it in, and I and I can't. Really... Here, here's the story. If you want to write the story, Chris Paul is old. Okay. Um, this we talked about this the the luxury tax disbursements. About hey, the Warriors are 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 a good about to give everybody a check for eighteen million dollars, except for you, Phoenix. Nah. By the way, Phoenix, you don't get this eighteen million dollars. By the way, like uh, Clippers, Phoenix, uh, yeah, you guys are out. Ballmer says I could care less. I don't even know who runs the Suns. Like They're- they could <laughs> they could be like hey uh, hey Pacers, we'll trade you Miles Turner for DeAndre Ayton. We'll trade you you know like there could be a fire sale. On yeah. like a competent player, so that's the story. If you want to write it, but I think you guys are probably right being on the overside of this. They um, were on incredible. They it felt like they had won ten games in a row all year last year. Yeah, you know, I like, mean they were just, they were first in the NBA from the start, and no one ever ever got close to them. No, um, and they were smashing people. All right, we have four more teams: the Portland Trailblazers, a team that deceives me every year. I feel like. <laughs> I yeah, feel like I every year I'm like here. pretty solid stuff. Um, here's what I'm going to do. They were awful in the preseason. So just, I'm just going to take the under, whatever it is. Um, no, I, I'm confused about Portland. I have them worse than the Lakers, which I don't know if is correct, but I'm going to say 38 wins for the trailblazers this year. Uh, a confusing, confounding number. Um, Nurkic just looked pretty poor in the preseason. This uh, team has been blown out basically every preseason game, except for the one they played against the non-NBA team. So, yeah, uh, 38 wins for the Portland Trailblazers. You're under. It's 39 and a half. Okay. It's weird because I like a lot of what the play- Blazers did in the offseason. I do like it to these me guys they added. Um, but I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm also uh, snafu'd like you, Keith. I, I'm going under 39. Okay. Which I hate. Chuck, that number, I hate that number being so you wanna, close. You, you want to make us another unanimous, or, or are you, you excited? I mean, Dame time, no, the return of Dame, Dame time. Played, I love Dame. Dame Josh Hart, Jeremy Grant, Nasir Little. Um, they got some players. Anthony Simons, they got some players, man. I, I think Jeremy Grant could be good for them. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a 40-win team. They don't want to suck, and they're trying to keep – All right. I guess Chuck's they may over. try just enough That's half to the keep. battle. Not wanting to yeah. suck is half the battle. Yeah. I think um, I don't know. I don't feel good about it. I feel like I've been I, burned too I'm many really, times. I'm, I'm super worried that like Chauncey Billups is really bad. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, yeah that's the bit. That's a question mark. I don't too. know how to assess coaching. So, um, <laughs> I, I assess it all the exact same way. So the uh, the Sacramento like you didn't play Melton very much. Well, not that good. Um, <laughs> you suck. Yeah, the uh, the Sacramento Kings. 
I already said I'm taking the over. So just tell me what it is, John, and I'll take the second, over. Second easiest over in this, I think. Uh, it's 33 and a half. I love it. I got him at 37. I also have him at 37. I feel I'm too low. I think I'm too low. Chuck, yeah. what do you think? I'm the, uh, this, I'm team, this team has shooters, man. Shooters. They got, they got they surrounded Sabonis, uh Hassan White the guy. Buddy Hill curse is they, over. They surrounded Sabonis with just guys who can score the basketball. Yeah, it seems nice. Um, they're the All kings, John. They're the kings. Okay. 33 and, and a half is low. Right. Do it. You do you. They, I don't want they I don't want to influence you. Okay. They are uh so this will be the 17th year they don't make the playoffs in, in the oh. in the in the West. They uh that probably means you're a 33, 34 win team. I mean, I have them so, as the I have them as my eleventh seed at thirty-seven wins, which is probably stupid because eleven seeds normally don't win thirty-seven games. So right. yeah, that, that's so some, supporting yeah. your argument, Chuck. I'm going for thirty-three wins. All right, under. I I think I took uh, I, I think I've taken their under every year of the show, and I think we've been correct every year. Is that right? <laughs> I should I should have looked that up. There was one year they were going to get there, but Boogie got hurt. And, uh, <laughs> and they ended up not getting there. Um, all right, we're two-thirds over. The San Antonio Spurs, not trying to participate in this season. My issue is I don't think they organizationally know how to win fewer than 20. Um, <laughs> so I think if they just roll out Jakob Pertl and Keldon Johnson and Josh Richardson and Zerbiak, yeah, they might trade some of those guys. Like, no one's going to trade two picks for Pirtle, so they're going to have to play him or, or send him away. I don't feel like the Spurs are a team that will, that will send him away. I don't think they have what the Thunder have with that resolve. Uh, and so, because of that, I have the Spurs at 23 wins. That's an over. No! Is it 22 and yeah. a half? 22 and a half. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. Spurs over. Yeah, I think uh, structurally... The professionalism that exists in the Spurs organization can lead to seven wins. Uh, I think they will all show up and work hard. And in this year, uh, for Pop in, late in his career, that means three or four games. So I'm going over. It's possible everyone I think they, they drafted, who are, they're, they're bad. It's possible right. all, all the little shooting guards they got are, are terrible, but who knows? Yeah. All right. So yeah, over I just think they, I, I, I think that team is just going to try. And we said I it. think you're, 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 you're siding with your, your Air Force man. Uh, I yeah. will. Uh, yep. I'll be the lone under these guys yeah. invented the strategic one year tank. They got, yeah, they got the Timmy with tank. It. <laughs> it's time yep. for the Wimbanyana drama to take, to take hold in San Antonio. I'll be the lone under. All right. Let's get to us, our lap. Do you want to give us a number though? Uh, I think I Did you have one. Window. I think 14? I think it's around 20, 22. It's, I think I have it around 26. Okay. I wish. <laughs> All right. So you're the lone under our final team. Yes. You're saying is the jazz. Um, yeah. The jazz are cutting competent NBA players. Um, what more do you need to know? <laughs> they, however, are starting. I'm going to do it. They're starting lineups that are sort of interesting. That are it. like, you got Mike Conley in there. Bad. But he's not like 19 win team bad. Maybe so. You're starting maybe Olenek and Vanderbilt and Ooh, uh, like Marketing. You can't tell <laughs> you can't tell Jared Vanderbilt not to try hard. He's going to try hard. Olenek wants to get paid. He wants to put the ball in the bucket. You got Colin Sexton who's going to be scoring tons of points. I don't know if that's good or bad for the team. Seems bad. Well, I don't, don't know, know what we, to do. I don't know what to do for wa- the Jazz. Unless Walker Kessler is Bill Russell. And Danny Ainge is assassinated from some grassy knoll. This is going to be a team that loses a ton of games. So purposefully, 
I'm I'm pretty sure I'm the over here. I don't think even if they are cutting Stanley Johnson, even if they are cutting Jared Butler, they, like they're gonna have to cut more players to not accidentally beat the Spurs and to accidentally beat the Hornets on the second nights of back-to-backs. People have to come into Utah. They have to play at altitude. They're going to accidentally blind teams with their high-vis neon yellow jerseys. This Jazz team is going to be a juggernaut of 25 wins. You are indeed an over. 24 and a half is the number, Chuck. I'm an artist. Um, I think Colin Sexton is going to try to score 30 a game. Yes, and he's not an, he he's not an inefficient player, so I I, I think yeah I, I don't hate the roster, but it is the year to tank, and I Danny Ainge has done this kind of thing before. Um, I think they're going to go under. I think they might they may be flirting with nineteen wins. Yeah, um, if hard under if so the hard thunder under. didn't exist and had not typified and and turn this into such an art i would think that i would think the uh jazz would be safely the worst team in the nba but the thunder exists but i'm still going under all I right what, I, I think i had them at 20 yeah 21. so i am uh, here i am out of my own a lot yeah. on the western conference i did not see eye to eye with you guys we only got four unanimous picks which is kind of interesting um so here we go Wrapping up the Western Conference, we went two-thirds over on the Mavericks, unanimous over on the Nuggets, two-thirds under on the Warriors, two-thirds under on the Rockets, two-thirds over on the Clippers, unanimous under on the Lakers, two-thirds under on the Grizzlies, two-thirds under on the Timberwolves, unanimous over on the Pelicans, unanimous under on the Thunder, two-thirds over on the Suns, two-thirds under on on the Trailblazers, two-thirds over on the Kings, two-thirds over on the Spurs, which is awesome, two-thirds under on the Jazz. So that is, lock it in, um, some very accurate picks. Either I will do great or you guys will do great. We will, both of us will not do great. Um, <laughs> part fade away. What things are we looking forward to in the coming week? What are you looking forward to, Chuck? Basketball. I'm sorry. Four weeks in a row. You're looking forward to basketball. I love basketball. It's there's good basketball. But I also wanted to watch the Redeem Team documentary. Um, that was something I wanted to mention last week, but I forgot. So yeah, I, I haven't watched it yet. I can't wait to see it. Uh the Kobe story of running through Paul Gasol is tremendous. And uh yeah, basketball too. Basketball also. John, what are you looking forward to? So I'm like uh, gonna be in uh, Laker Town for the foreseeable future. So I'm looking forward to uh, soaking in the. Uh, I want to get the zeitgeist of. Can the Clippers like sell more tickets than the Lakers this year? Can we see a? Can we see a shift? I'm gonna I'm gonna test the waters, guys. I'm gonna ask the hard questions. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go to the man on the street. Uh, and there's a lot of men on the street in LA, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to testing water, seeing what the uh, seeing what the feel is out there in in Los Angeles. I'll report back. I'll do my di- I'll do my diligence. That sounds great. I'm looking forward to Ish plays 30 when he actually suits up in the regular season for the Nuggets. That'll be his 13th team. I'm looking forward to watching my Utah Jazz play this season. They have a Interesting combination of players, and I'm excited to see how they will. Is this be a Walker Kessler Auburn thing? What's going on? I even <laughs> forgot Walker Kessler was on that team. 
I'm I'm excited to see what Walker Kessler looks like because I'm not even sure I've seen a picture of him. I've I heard stare at him on he my looks, waiver wire. I, 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 I heard he looks he just like, like Will Hardy. Parks. I heard he looks just like the coach. <laughs> um, no, there's so many teams out there. I'm excited to see what they're going to look like. Also, uh, we have a Grizzlies watch party in Nashville this Friday night, October 21st, as the Grizzlies place the new look Houston Rockets, a team that I think is going to be very fun to watch, uh, at least for a while. Um, yeah, I don't want it. It's a team I don't want the Christmas to face earlier in the year. I want to face them late in the year. But anyways, we'll have a watch party at Nobles Beer Hall at 7 o'clock in Nashville, Tennessee. We'll be giving away Grizzlies prizes. So if you're anywhere near the area, come on out and do that. So I'm excited, guys. I love doing the over-unders. I'm excited the season starts on Tuesday night, and I look forward to, uh, as Chuck says, basketball it's here uh anyways if you want to support our show do that at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast subscribe to our youtube channel you want to follow us on twitter follow chuck the mighty chuck john master john Barry. you can follow me at fast break break all right you guys are the best thanks for listening and remember breakfast is the most important thing Yeah, never apologize for being TNT. Man, break, break, man. You understand? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.